Did you know that every word you speak matters? Are your conversations making a difference? With a passion for words and a heart for conversation, Teresa Velarde is a self-professed word nerd, best-selling author, BizCat 360 columnist, and publisher. Children's books as well as fiction and nonfiction books are welcomed at Weeby Books Publishing and Book Endeavors, the imprints of her company, Authentic Endeavors Publishing. Whether written or spoken, Teresa strives to encourage and inspire meaningful conversations that make a difference. Here's the host of Conversations That Make a Difference, Teresa Velarde. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Conversations That Make a Difference. I am Teresa Velarde, and my good friend Peggy brought the balloons in celebration of the new year. So happy new year, everybody. <laughs> happy new year. I'm so excited to bring this conversation because it's one that so many people have at the beginning of a new e new year, um, getting well. And we're calling this show Wellness Warrior Women. And we have many different aspects of wellness that we're going to be talking about. First, let me do some housekeeping by telling you that Conversations That Make a Difference airs live every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. And you can get the replays on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network YouTube channel. Um, they will run, actually, if you listen to Dream Vision 7, they'll run at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. every Tuesday. So you can get the show by on YouTube, as I said, on your mobile app, in the car, and you can also ask Alessa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. We start every show with a prayer, so I'd like to start with the Serenity Prayer, and let's do this now. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it is also by God's grace that we are fabulous, blessed, and highly favored, living in our greatness, using our gifts and talents, making a difference in the lives of others with passion and purpose, and all of God's great universe is conspiring in our favor. And together, we gratefully say, amen. And Rachel is um, going to be joining us any second. She's have, Zoom, of course, is making an update for her. So we're going to start off our conversation with a definition. You know, I'm a word nerd. We talk about it every time the show comes on. So I love words and what they mean. The, the, the definition of wellness, according to Webster's, is the quality or state of being in good health, especially as an actively sought goal and a lifestyle that promotes wellness. That's Webster's dictionary version. Miss Peggy Wilms is our resident 30-year fitness trainer, sports nutritionist, personal and executive health coach, wellness coach, life coach. How many coaches can we put on your end of your name? She's an entrepreneur, a co-author of the book, The Fourfold Formula, with many children's in the works. And she also authored When the Wellness War. Yeah, Fourfold Formula, When the Wellness War. Somebody could get hurt with these books, Peggy. <laughs> They're so heavy. There's so many good stories in these books. If you don't have your copy, get one of each. And the third one is coming out in um, spring, and that's called get uh, Wellness GPS, Get Prepared for Success. Yes. And you also have another book that's coming out that I'm going to let you talk about in a second. She hosts the Coach Peggy Show and she hosts Wellness Retreats. She's a feature contributor to BizCat360, mother of two adult sons, 
um, one who has contributed to um, the wellness books that Peggy has authored. And she is known as a cool grandma with two boys, two boy grandsons. So Peggy, with all yeah. that being said, how do you define wellness? Hello, ladies, beautiful ladies. I, okay, I love this question because I have enough history to have heard it 43 million times. So I would say wellness for me is well mess. It can be a mess, right? But it's really about you. It's very personalized. And I think that's what I've seen over the years is you can't chase cookie cutter fitness plans, fad diets, meditation practices, sleep practices, the same physicians. And that's where all the work has to be done is really figuring out what works for you personally. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Quality of health. You can tell when, you know, you're on the right track, but I think it's changing the perception of it is where I'd like to kind of leave that today. So uh, I'll continue for this question for a second. When we, when we come to the new year, a lot of people say, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. And that's the main concept that most people have for wellness. But I really don't like Webster's dictionary version of this because I think wellness involves many different spheres of life, many different aspects of life. And um, what say you to that? I, I think I've done, I've worked with wellness in all sorts of different environments, whether it's medical community, academia, ABC television show. And I can just tell you right now that you can go to every boot camp. You still have to go home. Are you single? Do you have one job, three jobs, live in an apartment on a ranch? You have to, what I'd really say for you the first month this year is to just figure out what you currently have going on. Don't go anywhere yet. Don't go anywhere yet. Don't get a big goal. Figure out how much time you have out of your 168 hours a week that you can dedicate to figuring out who you are and the baby step that you want to accomplish. The last thing I'll say is many people on December 31st of this next year will have the same conversations with themselves that they did two nights ago for their plans. And I've seen so many people lose and gain the same 50 pounds so it's not about weight, right? We've all lost a thousand pounds a million times. So um, do some self-discovery first before you jump off kind of the cliff. Yeah. Long story long. Yeah. With that being said, I'm going to go to Michelle Renee. Michelle Renee Hammer is a certified pastoral counselor, breakthrough coach, motivational speaker, best-selling author, host of Breakthrough Today with Michelle Renee. She helps women leaders navigate, navigate life's challenges in clinical and biblical ways. Her mission is to empower successful yet overextended Christian women to break through barriers to satisfying relationships and abundant joy-filled lives. Michelle is the author of Boundaries. <laughs> Michelle, welcome. What do you say? Uh, it's so good to see you again. What do you say wellness is from your, as someone who um, is a counselor, how do you define wellness to your clients? I mean, the simple version for me would be body, mind, spirit, right? Like, you know, everything we can't put our hands on, you know, and, and everything that's unseen in us, our personality, um, our just makeup in general, if that is fragmented because of any particular thing, it weighs us down emotionally and physically. And so for me, it's all interrelated and the conversations usually 
um, just surround when I meet with a client or a patient or whatever, what is bringing them to counseling oftentimes is not what we end up going to or talk and work out. Uh, so it's usually um, sort of like peeling an onion and there's layers. I don't think any of us are ever a hundred percent. Well, you know, there's always areas in our life where we feel some level of distress. And so for me, another key thing that I like to talk to people about is what's in your control. What do you really have power over? And I love what coach Peggy said, how much time do you have to devote to this? And, and looking at where are you spending your time? You'd be surprised how much time we spend on wasteful things, just even social media or yeah. just mindless binging of TV. Like really, if you're doing that 20 hours a week, can you do it for 16 and have this one goal of doing something different exercise? But for me, I try to encourage people to make a change a week because if you can do something for seven days straight or most of the days in a week, you pretty much can just keep compiling the, ad, the ads. And those ads are amazing because they give you mileage to moving towards the person you picture yourself wanting to be. And like Coach Peggy said, or everybody here knows, we can say at the beginning of a year, oh, here's my start. And then at the end of the year, have not gotten any further than we planned or, or went in reverse. It's really um, disheartening. But for me, wellness is like the whole picture. Exactly. Thank you. You're I agree welcome. with you. Wellness is the whole picture because I know for myself that there was a lot of things that go on, went on in my life that had me doing really self-destructive stuff. Um, and there are still things that are going on in my life that has me doing self-destructive stuff. <laughs> it's not to the extreme that it used to be, but, right. um, you know, because I've had to do a lot of inner work and inner healing. It's not just about changing the outside. It's about changing the inside, I believe, in order to be yeah. able to the outside will meet the inside. And I know somebody else who believes this too, and that is Deborah Costanzo. <laughs> Welcome, Deb. She founded 3-in-1 Fitness. Good to have you here. Um, uh, she founded 3-in-1 Fitness by DL Costanzo LLC in 2008. She's a certified um, um, uh, graduate of the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and she loves coaching busy professionals and supporting them to embrace mindful lifestyle changes resulting in better health and sustained energy. And she is in, currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. I met Deborah when she was living in Pennsylvania. It's cold here today, girl. I heard. <laughs> it's cold here. So what is your definition of wellness? Well, I agree with both our coaches prior to my speaking, uh, 100%. But uh, not but, but in addition to that, the mind, body, and spirit is really what was the foundation of my company, 3-in-1 Fitness, because I believe God created us with a mind, body, and a spirit. And if one is off, the other is off. You can't be mentally unhappy and be physically healthy. It may not show up tomorrow, but it will show up. You can't be physically unhealthy and be mentally healthy because people get depressed when they're in pain. And sometimes people are in pain because they're depressed. It's very difficult to say that which comes first, the chicken or the egg, because mm -hmm. we are a whole integrative being. So for me, first of all, healthy is not a destination. It never was. It never will be. We are on a journey and what we can do is utilize our time the best we can. Again, like Peggy said, figure out where you are because it's one thing to say, 
you know, oh, go to the gym at 6 a.m. and get it out of the way. Well, that's not good if somebody works till 11 p.m. at night. So we have to figure out where we are as individuals. And one of the things that I learned um, at IIN, and I guess I believed it before I even went to for any training, was that we are bio-individuals. We, our bodies as a whole, you know, when God put us together, we all have livers, we all have kidneys, we all have a heart, and they have specific functions. However, um, within our bodies, Many of us have things that just aren't 100% perfect about that particular whole, if you will. And so we need to address each individual based on their needs. There's no cookie cutter recipe. But if I had to put it in a sentence, I would say wellness for me is when I can spiritually, physically, and emotionally, mind, body, and spirit feel empowered and, and fluid enough to minister to somebody else, to serve other people, to mm -hmm. get down on the floor with my great-grandkids now. I have two great-grandchildren. They're twins, but they're two, and they're interesting. Um, and, you know, still hang with my teenage and early 20s children, grandchildren, and my daughters who were in their 40s, and one is 52, um, and, and, and feel that I can relate to anybody on all those levels and have the energy to do it. And because if you can't, if you can't enjoy and serve the people that are in your midst, it's it's lonely. It's lonely for the person who can't do that. So that's pretty much how I would sum it up. That's awesome. And I still find it hard to believe that you have two great grandchildren. Me too. Oh my Lord, where does the time go? Something that you know. said, something that you said is gonna cause me to go over to Dr. Rachel Sweet because you said that we are bio-individuals. And let me just tell you that Dr. Rachel Simpson Sweet is a certified epigenetic wellness coach and PhD yeah. in neuropsychology. Through biological individuality and understanding genetics, she helps women design a plan to go from being fatigued, stressed, and not sleeping to having more energy and clarity so they can wake up with confidence and rock their day. Her book, her most recent adventure in writing is called Expressive Origins, and you can get her book on Amazon. All of these books are available on Amazon, by the way. So um, I came to you, Dr. Rachel, with this because of the fact that Deborah said we are bio-individuals, and you know that to be true. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about wellness from that aspect, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as uh, was said previously, we are not only bio-individual, but we're very complex. We are a complex system. And so a lot of times when people go searching for an answer, they will go see a specialist and it will only take care of one thing and not the whole individual. And I think what everybody's saying here is that it's not just the health and the physicality, but it is also the mental and the spiritual and our relationships and all of those things that matter in our health. But we can't work on all of those things at once. So again, it is getting to know who you are and where you are and what you want to start working on as you want to progress to your health journey. And I think it is important is what is it that you want to accomplish? Um, because is it, as was said previously, getting down on the floor with the grandchildren and what needs to happen for you to be able to do that when you're 70 and 80 years old and so that you can do that? Um, and where are you now that we can get you to that point? And so that's going to be, you know, a different set of uh, items for that person versus someone who just says, you know what? I just came from the doctor. I got 
diagnosed, you know, they just said I have prediabetes. I, you know, what do I do? Uh, and that's kind of a, an immediate kind of acute thing that we need to address before we can get to all of the other things that they want to accomplish for their their wellness. So, so yes, as as biological uh, beings, we are very complex and no, uh, you know, this is something I say all the time. We are, you know, not the same as everybody else. And our approach, uh, my approach in particular, to helping others is an individual approach. It's it's uh, tailored to the person who's sitting in front of me, not, you know, a scanned uh, or canned uh, wellness plan. I want to know where you are in all of those areas, physically, you know, uh, mentally, emotionally, because that is going to determine where we're going and uh yeah and you know it, it isn't an overnight thing a lot of people want you know that quick pill it is a journey for sure yeah it is and uh, the thing with epigenetics is there is a way of testing to see exactly what your body is calling for or mm -hmm. is rejecting um yep absolutely that's a um, part. yeah yeah i mean what's great is we kind of come with this blueprint that we can, through a cheek swab, uh, take a look at and be very precise about the kind of foods that our body is looking for, um, the kind of physical activity our body is looking for, um, and, you know, even our environment, what we're putting in our environment as far as products that we're using, you know, how that's going to affect our body. Um, so, and even into emotional things that, you know, Genetics is expanding rapidly, and we're looking at all kinds of different parts of um, epigenetics and how people approach life. Um, you know, so it, it's it's an amazing, and it, it's going to be the forefront of of where, and it already is. It's starting to really come into kind of more of a mainstream. You know, with the early adopters of of people who are looking at their genetics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's going to be more and more where you can go to a specialized clinic, you can have your DNA run and they can really design a program for you um, mm -hmm. and supplements for you. So you're not in the dark about, well, I'm just kind of taking this multivitamin, I'm taking this, I'm taking that. If we look at your genetics, we can actually dial that in and say, this is not necessary. And of course with blood work, the other thing is, is it's very important to look at blood work as well because you know, our blood will tell a story of, of kind of what's out of balance and what we, right. we need to do. So we look at blood work, we look at the genetics, and we create that specific plan that is um, designed for that individual. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And last but not least, our, um, our next person is Janice Page. She's the founder and CEO of Black Vegan Health and Wellness Enterprise and the foundation of Get Ready for the Dress podcast and she's a certified nutrition nutritionist personal trainer and life coach and Janice is currently working on her PhD in holistic and sports nutrition welcome Janice good to thank have you, you here thanks so good to have you here thanks so for having me you, you're so welcome and I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked the other ladies how do you define wellness I agree with everyone this mind, body, and spirit, I do agree with that. But I, I take a difference. I mean, I add to it's 1% better each day because we want to be 1% better each day. We, we're, we're not going to be perfect because if we was, we wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. That's my stand. 
but 1% better. And that's what I work with my clients to just be 1%. We start with the mindset first, because I think everything starts here. Um, The contamination start here and we work our way down, but to get them to a point where they can, you know, serve themselves, recognize themselves and, um, and believe in what they're doing and believe that they can be 1% better and, um, and build the relationship with their body, listen to their body language. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 a part of the wellness for me, just teaching them to listen. Because what we do, what I learned as being a coach and working with clients is um, we tend to ignore the language of our body and our body is very intelligent and it speaks to us, but we do not pay attention to the language and learn the language of the body and be, um, be in, t- in integrity with your body. That's a part of the wellness as well, because if you um, let your body be, be in integrity and hold yourself high, because God created us, this is his temple, we just loaned, he loaned it to us, we have to be obedience to what we're doing, because if we're contaminating it, we're saying, God, what you gave me is no good, this is Mm -hmm. no good, so you're just throwing it back at him, so it's being 1% better each day, striving to be the best version of yourself each day is what I like to um, teach and educate my clients and live by myself. That has been my game changer that has helped me transform and lose over 50 pounds and be at 56 and work out like a 30 year old and be card every day. <laughs> Get card. <laughs> so wow. it can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be done. Well, we have laid the groundwork for this conversation, introduced all of these ladies who are our wellness warrior women. We have to take a break at this point. We're going to be back in just a minute. We're going to talk a little bit more on how we can incorporate the various styles of teaching that these women have um, about wellness in general. And it's not just about the gym, girls. It's not just about the gym. It's all about, I love what Janice said about um, contaminating what God has made. And that really has given me pause to think. So let's just take this break and we'll come back and continue the conversation. We'll be right back. With the hustle and bustle of today's world, how often do you take time to practice gratitude? More importantly, how can you make it a habit? The Grateful Hearts community is a group of like-minded people focusing on what's going right and being grateful. Gratitude is more than putting a smile on your face and being thankful for the roof over your head. It's about expanding your perception and finding ways to find gratitude for, in, and through the challenges we face every day. Gratitude is a feeling of connection to things higher than yourself, to God, and to others. We focus on light, positivity, and connections. You make a difference. When we join our grateful hearts together, the power of community attracts more people and even more to be grateful for. Expressing gratitude and feeling grateful is infectious, so let's share it. Join our Grateful Hearts community and watch your blessings blossom. Learn more at gratefulheartscommunity.com and join the community at facebook.com slash the Grateful Hearts community. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. 
If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, sacred stories of transformational hope. Available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back with the Wellness Warrior Women. And I just want to say something about gratitude. Um, the first book in the Daily Gift Book series was on gratitude. I think that gratitude is a huge part of how we live. And um, and the other book, Peggy, you have a copy of A Daily Gift of Hope? This one just came out. Mine grew legs and walked out the front door. <laughs> so I don't have my copy, but uh, Daily Gift of Hope is the second book. And I think that these two elements together for this conversation on wellness are really important. Um, as part of the process of people getting well or making the commitment to get well in whatever aspect that means. So Peggy, how do you think that gratitude and hope fit into this, this whole conversation? For those left brainers out there, it can be a challenge, but you know, to go inside before you kind of go outside and look at that task list. I think many people who are task driven even look at gratitude as one of those things to check off, right? Every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this. So I was grateful today or I journaled today. And I think again, along with the theme of what we're talking about today is what does that mean for you? For me, I am always the most gracious when I'm walking in, in the wild, you know, my feet are in the dirt and I'm looking at the trees. Like I all of a sudden am not only grateful, but content and creativity just flies at me when I'm in my my space so mm -hmm. for everybody trying to work on being grateful find your space find that yeah. happy you know find that little happy corner or grab a book or a cup of coffee or sit but get out of the muck and I mean that's what the, what works for me is throwing myself in an environment because if I just chase it it's just a task you know and that's mm -hmm. not that's not well that's not healthy right I love what you said, like find your space, like find out what, what lights you up, what lights you up when you are, when you're lit up for whatever it is that, you know, using the gifts and talents that God has given you when you're lit up for whatever it is that you're purposed for. I think that gratitude is just a natural part of who you are in that space. Well said, like it. Michelle, what do you say about gratitude and hope? Yeah. 
about gratitude and hope and as part of the wellness of the wellness process, especially like from your standpoint, um, as, as a Christian woman, as someone who, um, uh, is a counselor in, and also a Christian woman and a great belief in God, how do you think that gratitude and hope fits into the concept of wellness, according to the people that you see, um, or you, you, um, you treat for whatever their ailments are when they come to you. Yeah, I gotcha. So for me personally, I think, um, in treating patients and even in my own journey of, you know, a lot of adversity to overcome early in my life that when I could look at that, because let's face it, most of the people that I'm working with come because something is not going well for them. They don't feel well in some area, but I see that evolve. And I did in my own life when you could look at the struggles as gifts, you know, that's a grateful, that's just a grateful heart, just shifting the the lens, the view, um, reframing the picture, that kind of stuff. And then I feel that that relates to hope because then when you can see it differently, new things, as uh, Peggy was mentioning, spring up new ideas, new creativity, new, um, new ways, new paths forward. Because oftentimes when people are stuck and they're not feeling well or something so devastating has happened that things won't ever be the same, they can't see a path forward. They don't have hope. And so finding that hope is really ultimately like giving them a new zest for living. You know, there are some things that are irreplaceable, like our parents or our partner or children. And, you know, I keep going on with the list, but the point is that when an irreplaceable thing is lost first, let's say, uh, and people don't know how to move forward when they can start to feel some type of great gratitude, which sounds crazy to even say, then I see hope following, like, like it's piggyback riding the gratitude pretty much. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you completely. I agree. You know, and it's, it's funny, people, people don't, a lot of people don't understand what it means to be grateful. I, I remember mm-hmm. I've shared this a number of times If somebody in my life who um, does nothing but um, I'm going to say it, bitch, moan and complain about everything that they got, everything that they don't have and everything that they want, but don't have no gratitude for what they actually have. And I think that a, a lot of people who have that kind of mindset get stuck in their head and their own stuff without really, they can't see the forest through the trees, so to mm-hmm. speak, you know? So I think right. that um, they need people like you, Michelle, to help them sort through. <laughs> and, yeah, because, you it's know, yeah, they need people like you to help them sort through whatever it is that's in their head that's keeping them stuck. Because yeah, I think, yeah. What do you think? I think too that I've seen some people with very little and very big struggles have such a genuine joy to them because they've detached from all the things that you're saying mm-hmm. that they felt they couldn't live without or that they need to be happy. And mm-hmm. so I definitely, you know, I see that as a as a piece of that wellness puzzle is like designing, reframing your life to really think about what is it that you're actually chasing after and do you even need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Deborah. Thank you. Um, how, how do you feel about this, this part of the conversation with um, how does gratitude play into or hope gratitude, play into us wanting to get well or have wellness in an aspect of our life where we struggle, body, mind, and spirit. What do you think? 
I really related to what Michelle just said. Um, it's, it's very relative. You know, when we look at our life, we think we need certain things and we're kind of chasing them and we're almost like on rote and we're not even paying any attention to what we already have. And then we lose something big. And then all of a sudden we think we've lost everything, but we have all these other things that we have not lost. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get down to losing people, spouse, a child, a parent, when, especially when it's something that's not even expected, it's that you just have to meet people where they are and you don't go in with the list of, well, you didn't lose your shoes today. You know, <laughs> you yeah. have to have compassion and you have to get them through that. Mm -hmm. But at some point that's where hope comes in and you can help them to think about the things that they still do have and how they can I hate to use the word again, but reframe, because that's really what it is, their life and see what, where they've come, what they've come through, how can they help somebody else in that same situation, give them a purpose, and knowing that everything that's happening is creating them to be the person that they were intended to be, as painful as that is, and that's not something you lead the conversation with, but as they, as they work through it, they will be getting to that point where they're ready to hear or at least share in that in that in that feeling in that ideology if you will for me when i get up in the morning if i don't journal as soon as i get up literally it's one of the first things i do is go to my bible and my journal and i start the the first paragraph with the things that i do have because we we've, we've all lost whether they're dreams i mean how many of us have lost dreams and dreams you know to some people who who don't dream at all we sound so like, oh, really? You, you know, you don't have a dream. But for people like us, we're dreamers in this group. I mean, you know, we we wanted to step out and and do something that people told us we were crazy when I left a, a major uh, Fortune 500 company to open up a coaching practice and I had no clients. My family said I was nuts. <laughs> and of course, that wasn't a surprise to them. I was just kind of living life as I always had. But yeah. we're not always understood in our immediate family and friends. So our clients is where we really get to we really get to help them because mm -hmm. they find us sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So I think just keeping a I hate to say, you know, pluses and minuses, but for me, if I'm feeling in the morning very um ill-equipped to go through the day or to really face the things I feel like I need to face, I will do a list of the things that I'm grateful for, the things I have. And my list of what I have is so much longer about the things I don't have. Yeah. And I think yeah. most people would find themselves there. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. They just need a little direction to shift their perspective. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I think, I yes. think you're absolutely right. Janice, what do you say about this with gratitude? I agree with, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with the ladies and I like what Peggy said as well, finding the space because, and Deborah as well, finding the space um, because that's important. You want to find a space because that's, that's going to help you be more grateful. It's going to help you with the downloads and in prayer. I believe um, gratitude is a part of your prayer is a part of um, getting connected with yourself right along with your higher power and um, it's, a, it's your faith. You stand on your faith. It, it brings you right into your faith. And I, 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 faith and hope is together for me. But it brings you to your faith and help you stand 
what I like to do is um, I, I journal. I've been journaling for over 20 years and I journal for my future and my present. And I like to look at where I come from and I journal from where I come from to my future. So I kind of do it backwards. And the thing is, it's, it's an example for for me is an example for my nieces and nephews. They get to see my faith. They get to see how grateful I am. They get to see me stand on what I believe in my faith and what I believe that I am, I deserve because God says so and boldly walk into it. And they get to see that and they get to, they get to start walking into what I set for them and not just them, my clients as well. I, that's a part of my program. They get to um, journal if whatever they believe. I have clients who are not Christians, they Indian, who, you know, different faith. But at the end of the day, we pray and we we serve a higher power. And the mm -hmm. thing is, they get to do that and they get to see who they are. And I pre I have them do a exercise where they get to appreciate their present. They may not be lost to 20 pounds or may not be in the healthy state they want, but they get to be grateful and thankful that God woke them up today and they get to see this side of the dirt. They have some reason to be grateful for. So I love that. This side of the dirt. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Dr. Rachel, how does this, how does gratitude and hope fit into people who are coming to you for, um, for help and from the epigenetic perspective. Is there an epigenetic perspective on this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything affects our uh, epigenetic. Uh, so anything as positive or negative thoughts will affect how our DNA is yeah, usually methylating or not methylating um, or how we're adding proteins to it. That's how our DNA is read. Um, and so all of these biological mechanisms are affected by definitely any input that comes into the body. But as I was listening to everybody talking, I wanted to kind of go into the, a little bit of psychology. Oh, there goes my, <laughs> oops, there I am. A little psychology um, because we have what we call a default mode network and um, we get a lot of automatic thoughts roaming around in our head. Uh, we like to call them ants, automatic uh, negative thoughts. Most of our thoughts are negative and they're not positive so we it is immensely important to add that gratitude in to start to kind of preempt some of that automatic negative thoughts that are going on so there's a couple of things that coach peggy said uh, about changing your state that is immensely important going out uh having time in nature and changing your your physical it doesn't have to be anything, you know, exercise or anything like that. It can just be taking a walk by a lake, looking at the ducks, taking your dog for a walk, whatever it is, you know, um, seeing, you know, meeting a friend at a park, but outside in nature, changing that state. And I know a lot of times people are super busy and they just don't think they have time for it, but you could literally on your coffee break at, at work, just go outside. And I do it at lunchtime. I walk down the streets and, and I just see what's going on. There's a river nearby. I go, look, I've seen beavers, ducks, you know, it just changes uh, my spa space, especially if I've been having a super stressful morning, like it just clears my head. I get sunshine, I get fresh air and I can go back and I, I feel different. Mm -hmm. And one of the other things I, I echo what everybody's saying here about journaling, I think it's immensely important to find that time to journal. If you can do it every day, great, but you know, it may not always be possible. 
Um, but one of the things I subscribe to is um, three pages. Uh, so you just do three pages in a journal in the morning. Um, and it can be whatever. It doesn't have to be Dear Diary or anything like just whatever flows from your head. If it's negative and, and you're complaining, just put it out on the paper because the most important thing is you're getting it from here onto the page and you're getting that out, right? Yeah. And so basically, especially if you're handwriting, it's best if you can handwrite that that mind hand connection is super important. So it, I don't don't care about spelling and grammar and all that, just write three pages mm -hmm. and that's all you have to do. And that three pages is, is very cathartic. It gets that negativity out onto the page. You don't ever have to reread it again. No one has to see it. You can burn it at the end of the, if you finish the journal, <laughs> like, well, it yeah. doesn't matter. And then in the evening, if you can take a few minutes before um, going to bed and just say, you know, three, I'm what, what really uh, worked well today? You know, what happened that was really, and if it was, hey, I got to spend time with my nephew. Hey, I, I got to walk outside at lunchtime. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Just recognize what really went well that day and just three things. And then, yeah, I, three more things that say I am grateful for. And again, it can be really small things like I'm grateful for, you know, having a, a great lunch today or, you know, just whatever it is. And if you get into those habits of doing the three pages and then just doing the, the gratefulness at night, it really starts to work with your psychology. And as you do that, the negative thoughts start to decrease. You can put more positive, positivity in. And as it's been said by you know, the other coaches, once we can start to reframe things and look more positively at things and those that negative thoughts start to come down, we can then really start to change our, our physiology and what we're eating and all of those things. Because so this this is an, an immensely important part of, of uh, a wellness program, in my my opinion. <laughs> I'm in agreement with you. And I, I'm so grateful for each of you, what you're bringing to this conversation. We have to go to our next break. I can't believe we're two thirds of the way through this conversation. This time flies. We do have to take a, back, a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with our wellness warrior women. We'll be right back. I think. <laughs> In order to be healthy and happy, there are 24 areas of your life to balance. With the All Things Wellness Wheel, you become self-empowered, allowing you to make healthier decisions about relationships, nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, and even your value system. The All Things Wellness book series, written by Peggy Wilms and Dr. Marcus Vetstein, teaches you how to balance your wellness wheel in addition to sharing true stories from multiple contributing authors. Book one, The Fourfold Formula, and book Book two, Win the Wellness War, We Are Responsible, are now available on Amazon. Reserve your spot now to become a published author in book three, Wellness GPS, Get Prepared for Success. Visit www.allthingswellness.com slash authors for more information. Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers. Crappy to Happy, sacred stories of transformational joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace, and love. 
James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, This book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author, wrote, Bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle. So grab some tissues, open your book, and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals. Crappy to Happy by Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers worldwide. Do you have a personal story of hope or kindness to share? The Daily Gift book series, which began with a daily gift of gratitude, now available on Amazon, continues with a daily gift of hope and a daily gift of kindness. And we're looking for people just like you to share a story. Your daily gift of hope story might answer one of these questions. Is there a time when you felt hopeless and someone stepped in to change your view? Have you been an example of hope for someone else? Is hope something that you've always had? If so, how do you keep that hope alive? With hope, we have more energy and a purpose. It gets us out of bed in the morning. Daily Gift of Kindness might be your chance to talk about recognizing and spreading kindness to change the world. Practicing kindness lifts your spirit and your mood, warms your heart, and helps to navigate your way through today's challenges. Has an act of kindness from a stranger turned your day around? Have you ever paid it forward to someone or for someone? Your story matters, so visit dailygiftbookseries.com to find out more about how to submit your story for a daily gift of hope and a daily gift of kindness. Your stories make a difference. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. So the um, Daily Gift book series, the Hope book is already out for those of you who are listening to that last commercial. Next one is going to be Daily Gift of Kindness. And if you have a story, just go to dailygiftbookseries.com and, you know, look at what we're looking for. And hopefully... You'll say yes to the opportunity to write a page, a story in that book. So, and I wanted to um, dovetail on what uh, Rachel was just talking about, Dr. Rachel. <laughs> I can't tell you how important uh, writing, journaling has been in my life and how much junk has gotten waded through, through the process of journaling. There is absolutely, absolutely the connection between the body, the mind, the body, and the page as you write. The, phys the, the act of physically writing it out is healing it. It actually brings whatever those, those ants are. I love that. Automatic negative thoughts. I love that. Love it. I'm adopting it. So, <laughs> so uh, I think that, you know, you can just stomp them out with a pen. That's it. You can just stomp them out with your pen. <clears throat> so that's an invitation for anybody to um, who has a, um, a thought that they want to share with the world. Um, it's a way for you to writing is a way for you to help not only yourself, but to help other people. You know, I believe that if we have made it through something, and wellness is something, um, any aspect of wellness that you have to work on is something that, that if you get through it and you found a way like you ladies have, <clears throat> you get the opportunity to, to, to share it and, and help somebody else, give somebody else a hand up in the process. Yeah. Peggy, you've written a bunch of books. You've written in many anthologies. Um, 
how has writing helped you? And tell us about the next project that is actually, you're going to get a sneak peek. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to say anything. You go ahead and open the can of worms. I'm not doing it for you. Okay. <laughs> you say so much better than me. This is an awesome project. That's okay. Um, just to back up, when you spend time trying to be grateful and you find hope, it can, that creativity opens and that passion just almost creates itself. I always say I can tell when somebody's super passionate, when they sit up and the whites of their eyes show and they lean forward, I'm like, whatever that is, like right there, holding pattern, because that's something that's going to light your fire. And, and maybe for me, it redirected me completely. So about two years ago, I shut down my coaching practice after 30 years um, to become a vessel to share stories, whether they're my own stories or stories with authors around the world. And so that's what I've been committed to children's books, adults. Um, right now, I'm working on a homeless shelter, unsheltered project where we are actually gathering stories from real people who are unsheltered and homeless and taking those stories. And that's what I would like to say to your audience, Teresa, is the fact that you want to get real and you want to find gratefulness. I tell you to go and talk to someone lesser than lesser than the house you live in, lesser than the health you have, lesser than the clothes on your back. And that will wake you up every day. I am woken up by a story that comes in that slaps me to say, you know, get over it. You got this. And, and that's what I'm challenging everybody with today, because just real quick, eight or so years ago, I had clients saying to me, okay, mind, body, spirit, heart, that's all great. But what, like, what does that mean? It feels so complex. So I took years of just dialing down and dialing down to 24 areas of your life because it, it has to be that dialed down, whether it's organization or it's medical and seeing your physician or creativity or relationships and look at each of those spokes and just say, how, where am I on a zero to 10? Like, am I on a one with my husband who I love, but I haven't had a date night since, you know, Vietnam? Like, where am I? Am I going to the gym seven days a week? And is that really like this? Or should it be three days so I can take my son to kindergarten? So when you look at all those areas of your life and figure out where you are, my, my message to you in 024 is to just step outside your own story, listen to a story and share a story. Girlfriends here in the house, if you don't share your story with others, you're doing a disservice to humanity. Mm -hmm. You really are. Preach it. Okay, Peggy. Mute. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. So every one of these women has written something, whether it's been a story in a book or a book there of their own or stories in several books. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a really exactly what you just said, Peggy. I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. Um, Michelle, what's your, what's your opinion on, um, on writing and how healing it might be for your clients, your patients. And wait, wait, wait I, I would like for you to say, I would like for you to approach this from not just answering that question, but how do boundaries boundaries this is my word for this year by the way how do boundaries play into us being able to do uh better in the life that we've been given yeah so when when you know we're just listening to peggy um the thought that came to mind was balance and um you know we're juggling so much right so boundaries give us balance and boundaries help us determine 
-hmm. something I had said earlier, like what's in our control? What do we have power over? What are we responsible for in any of these areas? Like maybe Peggy mentioned her 24 areas, whatever it is that we're um, both excelling in and struggling in, we can take a look at what boundaries we have in place, right? Uh, as far as writing, I encourage all of my patients to write um, because it is cathartic. It helps you get things out, especially when, you know, you have worn off the ear of every person who's willing to listen anymore mm -hmm. and they're like get over it already and you're in counseling and you're still feeling you know, or coaching or whatever you're doing, you're still feeling some kind of way. Oftentimes there's things we don't see. We have blind spots. And so writing things out really help us to hear our tone, our heart, how we're feeling, what we're thinking that we might feel like we already know, but then you, you can go back. You don't have to, as someone said earlier, read these, you can burn them, whatever, but you can go back and look and say, mm -hmm. okay, well, how much progress have I made in this? I like to journal just, mine's more like prayer. I call it a prayer journal and I like journal, pray, but write it out each day. Mm -hmm. So I realize what kind of self I'm bringing to my relationship with God and the kind of things that I'm having a conversation with him about, but they're all interrelated to how I'm feeling. Some of it could be about relationships or my kids or, or work or whatever, but it really is insightful to me when I sound like, just negative or angry or, or, or like over the top with optimism in a situation that, yeah, I have faith, but let's just look at the reality here and on and on. So I just think it's insightful. It's helpful. It's cathartic. And it really does make a difference. I have people that do not want to write. So I encourage them just type something out to yourself. You text, you do emails, find a way to just listen to yourself, record it, say something in your phone. It records yeah. you and listen to you. Listen yeah. to what you're saying. Tell, say out loud what you're thinking. Because someone had said earlier, a lot of our thoughts are negative. Um, and we have to intentionally choose positivity and intentionally choose to look at the things that help us bring our, bring our best self forward to each other and for ourselves too. And ultimately God. Can I get another amen? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. We have, about, we have about six minutes left. Deborah, real quick. Two minutes on on writing and um, oh, by the way, ladies, if you have anything going on that you want to invite people to take time to do that as well. So what's your thought on writing, Deb? I think writing is key to sanity, to be honest with you. I think if people could just not feel so self-conscious about writing and I hope if I were taken quickly that people would find my journals. I have every journal I've written for the last 40 years. That's why it takes a lot for me to move from place to place because <laughs> there's so many boxes just with journals. And mine are prayer journals also. Um, some of it is just getting it out. But um, the Holy Spirit, you know, that's my comforter, my counselor. Um, the Lord's my counselor. And I think I've spent, I've, I've probably saved thousands of dollars in therapy because I journal every day. And boundaries are very important. What's the first word we are rebuked to never say when we're young? No. When we're two. No. But especially women, right? We're supposed to say yes to everything and everybody and be available 24-7. And I, I don't think we should do it harshly. I don't think, we, I think we should do it very thoughtfully and heart from the heart. But sometimes we just need to say, I can't do that now. And and just concentrate on what where God's leading us yeah. and yeah. be in touch with him enough to know that this is what's opening for me right now. This door is closing and don't try to, you know, 
Don't try to sneak through it. Just go with the flow of the Holy Spirit and God's leading. How can people get in touch with you, Debbie? Deborah. Uh, Deborah, first and last name, Deborah Costanzo at three in one. The number is three in one fitness.com. Just like mind, body, spirit. I'm on Instagram, um, desert girl to 12 and Facebook, just Deborah Costanzo. And it is D E B R A. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Janice, you already talked about journaling. How powerful it has been for you. And it has been life changing. It's mm -hmm. been life changing for me and for my clients. And I'll say that because journaling has helped me step into where I'm at today. Um, I I started out with love letters to God, and there's still love letters to Him. Um, and it helps me with my clients. It helps me be a better person for the world, to be honest, and for to myself as well. And it's been it's been a life life changing. I can and I say that because I was always afraid to write. I was afraid to write. I was afraid to be judged to judge myself on paper because people judge me in school. And it has helped me be the person I am today yeah. to coach my clients. Thank you. Well, how can people get in touch with you? And what do you have going on that they can participate in? I know you have something. I do. I'm starting the Daniel Diet, 28-day Daniel Diet program, January 9th. And it's not, it's, it's based on the biblical story, but it is a life-changing program. It is to help you get your life together. When I say life together, your health, your mind, body, and spirit. Um, so that's I have that. And then you can find me on www.healthwellness.expert. That's my website, www.healthwellness.expert. You can find me there. All my social media, everything is right there. You can connect with me there. Thank right. you. Thank you, Janice. So good to have you. Dr. Rachel. I know uh, you've, you've adopted writing. You talked about it earlier. You, you created your book. You've got some other things in the works in that beautiful brain of yours. So um, <laughs> what do you want to tell the audience as a final thought? Yeah, I mean, writing was always uh, not a, a strength for me uh, going through school. And so uh, I did contribute to Peggy's book and I, I contributed to your book and that kind of kicked off my book. And uh, I know as people are saying, it can be difficult sometimes to write, but it is immensely important that we find a way to do that. And even if it is recording or texting to yourself or whatever it is, um, whatever you can do to remove those thoughts. Um, and even if it's contributing a story, if there's someone out there that wants to contribute a story to one of Peggy's books, your books, I know it was cathartic, <laughs> cathartic to me. So if they, if they, uh, and you, you guys are great. We'll walk them through it and hold their hand like you did with me <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. and, uh, all the crisis and meltdown. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, um, I, I agree that you have to get your story out there, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and tell it because there's someone else out there. Um, I didn't even, you don't even realize that someone can contact you and say, I read your story and it, like changed how I thought about something. Right. And, and if you can do that just with one person, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a big difference in the world. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my plug for you guys. <laughs> and the plug for me is uh, you can find me at drrachelsweet.com. 
Um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, same. I think I'm Dr. Rachel Simpson on Facebook, Dr. Rachel Sweet on Instagram, and you can find me there. And the Thank book you. is on Amazon. Thank you. All of these women have brought an aspect of wellness to the conversation with a central thought of, um, you know, taking care of yourself in terms of your mental wellness and your, your being able to bring your thoughts out of yourself and onto the page. I invite you to adopt some of these habits that they're talking about. It's not just about going to the gym. Wellness is not just about going to the gym. It's learning to say no and setting boundaries. I'm huge with this. <laughs> I'm used with this because I have, I'm the one, yeah, I can fit that into my schedule. I can fit that. And before you know it, I am wreaking havoc all over the place and it affects me greatly in many ways. And it sends me doing things that would normally be um, unhealthy for me. So I don't want to do that anymore. For those of you who enjoy this conversation, get in touch with these ladies. Join us next time on Conversations That Make a Difference and make sure everything, every conversation that you're having with someone else or even yourself is making a difference in the life of you or someone you touch. Tune in next time for Conversations That Make a Difference with host Teresa Velarde every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Thank you for listening. And thank you to our producer, Rachel, and to our station owner, Deborah Beauvais, working behind the scenes. Be sure to go to conversationsthatmakeadifference.com for your free gift. Make sure your conversations make a difference.